0: Hey everybody, it's Didi LaFrac. This is your daily unfiltered, uncensored podcast from the downtown Tenderloin District of San Francisco, California. It's San Francisco Dam. How are you guys doing? It's beautiful here today, Wednesday, July. The days are getting mixed up. Let me get it. July 8th, 2020. I've got a very interesting podcast for you today. I am breaking some things down I want to thank you always for listening and subscribing. And you do know that there is no other podcast like San Francisco. Dam. I represent three people, me, myself, and I, the straight, biologically born. I like to say that sometimes people ask me, am I a drag queen or a male to female transsexual? I am a biologically born woman. Thank you very much, and i that's who I represent. I represent three people, me, myself, and I. My perspective from San Francisco is pretty much um, gone. My generation of artists got gentrified out of San Francisco a long time ago, and I mean specifically my generation of black San Francisco artists. So thanks for listening, and it's a short format podcast, so here comes the topic. so i want to break it on down and tell you why i don't like to be called a strong black woman i call myself a sexist womanist bohemian trophy widow i am a satirist i was socialized by mad magazine when i was a very little girl i was always raised with that kind of like you know wicked humor that's been a important thread of my life so I self-define as a sexist, womanist, bohemian, trophy widow. And I would be considered a divested swirler. That means that I am open to dating and marrying men of different races. That's basically what it means. And that means mentally, I am not a race woman. When I say a race woman, I'm open. A people's woman. I am not just for black people. I'm not just to be protecting black people, particularly black men. I am not. The typical typical American black woman is giving her all to protect a black guy. She's like fiercely loyal, uh, ride-or-die chick. Um, you know, the majority, I'd say most, yeah. They have this undying loyalty, and it is in part due to our 70, maybe 75% out-of-Wetlock rate, Seventy percent of homes are led by black women, and they always have this thing about my black son, my black son. I hear that so much. You know, I know not all, most that I've met in my long life. I am middle-aged, so a lot of black women, um, to me, they lack self-preservation. There's a growing movement, you know, divested communities, swirling communities, all of these, you know, emotionally woke black women that aren't buying it anymore. They're not buying it. They know that uh, one-sided loyalty is for suckers. You have to have reciprocal relationships with people. That's the best way to be a black woman in America today. You cannot be the sidekick, the mule, the mammy. You can't be laboring for people, giving them all this labor, this expectation, and we are sacrificial Uh, Fools, You know, a lot of people are, they have their stereotype they've been told or they might look at um, reality shows and think black women are so bombastic, loud, pushy. You know, those are stereotypes. Uh, A lot of black women are thoughtful, quiet, stay to themselves. The point I'm making about these divested and swirling communities is these are black women who have seen the light. Uh, To call, we know, to call us a strong black woman is an insult. To call a black woman in America in 2020 a strong black woman, you're basically telling her you are unprotected by the patriarchy. So you have to get out there and do everything. That's what you're saying and you're trying to pretend like that's such an admirable trait to be unprotected by the patriarchy. It is not. So that's why whenever someone calls me strong, I do correct them. Because it's usually people that aren't offering um, real allyship or any sort of reciprocal relationships. They're like admiring the fact that they think I'm struggling. And I know this might be so different for some of you if you're so used to like, oh, I just admire black woman's energy. What's wrong with telling her she's strong? I just told you. Let me repeat. By acknowledging that she's overextending herself, You're basically complicit in not protecting her. Would you want somebody to call you strong day and night, my non-black female listeners? Asian women especially not. And sometimes, you know, the feminists think it's so cute. Oh, I'm a strong woman. You know what? That's why I do not call myself a feminist because I know a lot of it is malarkey. Uh, The majority of them, you know, when they were in college, dad paid for stuff. I know some are listening and thinking, not me. A lot that I've met, uh, they had a dad or a dad figure. They had the patriarchy protecting them, much more than black American women. Are you, are you serious? You know, I've known a lot of sex workers and radical writers. I've met radical writers. I met the writer Erica Jong. Erica Jong, uh, for those of you who do not know, um, she did a, um, a book. What was the name of her? Fear of Flying. It was a revolutionary book about a slutty. A woman going around slutting it up in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I said slut. I met her at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco a couple of years back. And we were talking, you know, I was in the front row. I really wanted to meet her because I read her book when I was a teenage girl. That was pretty racy. And I said, you know, I, I ta- I, a lot of women talk about they hate the patriarchy and they, and they hate men, blah, blah, blah. And I said, but I really think they were supported by men. She says, yeah, they were. And she said that she was supported by her father. She mentioned having that paternal support that so many feminists lie. Or they try to say, I did it on my own. No, you didn't. That's why they, they, they look at us black women and think, oh, my God, she's so strong. She's doing it all on her own. She's suffering. She's struggling. For instance, there's a lady I follow on Twitter, and I'm not insulting her. I'm just, like, telling you what I see. She seems to have a struggle life. She she lives in the Tenderloin. You know, it's near me, but it's it's a worse neighborhood, the drug-dealing neighborhood. And she writes about, and again, I'm not insulting. I am merely conveying what I read. And she communicates that she's having, uh, she walks around with her grandchildren, and they walk into this bad neighborhood, <clears throat> I did ask her, you know, oh, she told me once she, not me, she wrote that once she came upon a overdose, and I think she gave the, the junkie Narcan in front of her grandchild, you hear what I'm saying, and and stuff like that, that gets a lot of support, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, and then she wrote something about, like, um her nephew, and again, this is all on Twitter, I'm not betraying anybody's confidants, people can quote what I write, and she wrote about her nephew living on hide and eddie in a tent for four years tons of comments tons of comments now not one person said hey where are the men in your family like she's walking around with grandkids why where's the grandfather where's the kid's father nobody none of these like you know all this liberal support would think of saying where's the father you know her 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 nephew around the corner from her, living in a tent with his girlfriend for four years. Nobody had the balls to say, where's his father? Where are the men in community? Why didn't the men in the community help? Because they're used to seeing black women going through all this drama, this struggle drama. You are so strong. Not me. So that's why you can miss me. That's one of the many reasons. Also, I like warm water swimming in warm water, preferably Hawaii. That's not going to happen this year. I love the color pink. It's my power color. I love, I'm a professional feline masseuse. I can professionally crochet. I can crochet as a parlor trick, crochet with the crochet hook. I can crochet blindfolded with my hands cuffed behind my back. I could Crochet a blanket like that as a parlor trick. So I embrace my femininity. I reject the strong black woman label because I appreciate the male support in my life. I appreciate it being protected by my late husband, Rachel Fry. I appreciate all my male friends protecting me. I'm not, I'm not doing this all on my own. I'm not going to be walking through any danger zones and I'm not going to be the struggle queen. So miss me. Do not call me a strong black woman. Thank you for listening. You guys really need it here this demystified. All right. And I represent three people, me, myself, and I. We are not all one. We black women are not all one. And I am not a strong black woman. Hey, guess what? I'm Didi Lefrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco. Damn.